talk them anytime you want at your virtue restaurant. Welcome back, humans. Welcome to our episode on peace, which I am calling in our virtue restaurant menu a refreshing drink. We haven't yet talked about drinking anything so much we've been talking about eating things. Now it's time to drink. And we are going to drink from the Sea of Peace. If you've ever read Catherine's letters, you'll see this all the time, or her prayers. She calls God the Sea of Peace. We're going to read from the section titled The Bridge. God says to Catherine, All of you, together and individually, were invited by my truth when in eager longing he cried out in the temple, Let whoever is thirsty come to me and drink, for I am the fountain of living water. He did not say, Go to the Father and drink, but come to me. Why? Because no suffering can befall me, the Father, but my Son can suffer. And you, as long as you are pilgrim travelers in this mortal life, cannot walk without suffering. For because of sin, the earth has produced thorns. And why did he say, Come to me and drink? Because you can follow his teaching and come to him by either of two ways. By living the commandments in the spirit of the councils, the way of ordinary charity, or by actually living the councils as well as the commandments. Along either way, you will find the fruit of the blood to drink and enjoy, thanks to the union of the divine nature with the human. And when you find yourselves in him, you will find that you are in me, the sea of peace. For I am one with him, and he is one with me. So are you invited to the fountain of the living water of grace. So we're going to pause there and unpack this. The main thing I wanted to highlight is how God says there are two ways you can come to him, either by living the commandments in the spirit of the councils, the way of ordinary charity, or by actually living the councils as well as the commandments. What God is saying there is there's an ordinary way of charity, which is just lay people who don't live in a convent, those who are not ordained, just ordinary people living ordinary charity. That's a way to come to God, or those who actually live the counsels, and these counsels that God is talking about are poverty, chastity, and obedience. If you know anything about those who live in religious consecration, who live in a convent or a monastery, they make a vow of poverty, chastity, and obedience. Those are the counsels. So what God's talking about there is actually living the counsels. He means taking a vow. But for the ordinary lay person... You can live the spirit of the councils. So you can still live spiritually poor, chaste, and obedient. You may not be physically poor. You may not be celibate, like those who live in a convent or monastery. But you still are living the spirit of those councils. And God says these are two ways that you can come and follow the teaching of Jesus. When he says, come to me and drink, he means come and follow my teaching. In my intro episode to this whole series, I talked about 
us eating at the Virtue Restaurant, us eating the teaching of Jesus, us eating at Mass, if you are Catholic and you are not in a state of mortal sin, you go to Mass, you actually eat Jesus. Otherwise, you can always eat his teaching. And in this episode, we're going to talk about also drinking his teaching. So what God is saying to Catherine here is is where in the Gospel of John, Jesus says, Come to me all who are thirsty and drink. He's not just talking about physically drinking. He's talking about following his teaching. And then God says there's two ways you can do that. You can either take a vow to live these counsels, poverty, chastity, and obedience, or you can be an ordinary lay person and you can live the spirit of them. Either way, you still are coming and drinking. You still are following the teaching of Jesus. And then, of course, he says to Catherine that Jesus said, come to me and drink, not come to the Father, because the Father can't suffer. Why is this important? Well, because he's quoting John's Gospel, and if you uh, pay close attention to John's Gospel, you'll find that a main theme is Jesus' identity. Jesus' identity as the Son of God. And Jesus constantly says in the Gospel of John that he's doing the will of his Father. That it's not about him. It's not about you uh, just knowing him and following him. It's about you coming to know the Father. So it's important on that aspect that God is explaining here. He didn't say come to the Father where he would ordinarily say, you know, when you come to me, you're going to the Father. You're coming, you're seeing the Father. It's most important that you know the Father and you go to the Father. He broke from that for this one teaching because the Father can't suffer. And it's in the suffering that Jesus endures in his humanity, his union with our humanity, it is in that suffering that he gives us this water to drink, this fountain of uh, charity, of grace, the fountain of living water of grace for our growth. And God says, when you find yourselves in him, you will find that you are in me. And then we're going back to Jesus saying, you know, you see me, you see the Father, and it's most important that you go to the Father. And God is reiterating that when you go to him and you drink in him and you you receive from the suffering that he has endured, then you are one with me because he is one with me. You'll find yourselves in him and you will find that you are in me, the sea of peace. So are you invited to the fountain, the living water of grace. We're going to pause right there, take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to explain this even further. We'll be right back. Okay, back from our break. We're going to continue reading what God says to Catherine. God continues by saying, You must stay perseveringly with him, whom I have made a bridge for you. Let neither thorn nor contrary wind, nor neither prosperity nor adversity, nor any other suffering you might have to bear make you turn back. You must persevere until you find me, and I give you living water through the mediation of this gentle, loving word, my only begotten Son. So God has already said, you know, this is why Jesus said, come to me and drink. 
And when you do come to him and drink, because he is in union with the Father, you will also be in union with the Father. But, then he says to her, you have to stay with him, though. You cannot turn back. You cannot allow any kind of suffering to make you turn back, or anything that becomes difficult. He's saying right here that he knows it's it's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult for you to follow his teaching. It's going to be difficult for you to follow these counsels of poverty, chastity, and obedience. There are going to be times when you don't want to. But he says you have to stick with him. No matter what happens. No matter what suffering, no matter contrary winds, whatever prosperity or adversity, because you can be tempted away from him also by prosperity. You can become lax and lazy. You can be flattering yourself, as we've talked about before. Set all that aside, and you must persevere until you find me, and I give you living water through the mediation of this gentle, loving word. So you have to stick with him. Then God says, But why did he say, I am the fountain of living water? Because when the divine nature was joined with the human nature, he became the fountain holding me, the source of living water. Why did he say, come to me and drink? Because you cannot walk without suffering. And while I cannot suffer, he can. And since I made him a bridge for you, no one can come to me except through him. This is what he said. No one can come to the Father except through me. And my truth spoke the truth. So in this little section, God's basically explaining these passages from the Gospel of John, where Jesus says, you know, come to me and drink, I will give you living water. I am the fountain of living water. And again, God is reiterating to Catherine that since the Father can't suffer, he sends the Son to unite himself to humanity. We suffer all the time. We can't avoid it. So God himself sends his Son, who is in union with him, into our suffering. Why? So that he can become this fountain, this living water, this fountain holding me, God the Father says, the source of living water. He has taken his divinity and united it to humanity and created this fountain of living water for us to come and drink. Because he knows we're thirsty. We suffer all the time. We are so thirsty for peace. He brings it to us. By uniting his divinity with our humanity, he brings us exactly what we've been thirsting for. And since I made him a bridge for you, no one can come to me except through him. He's explaining what Jesus has already said in the gospel, that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. There is no other way. You have to do it through Jesus. There's no other way. Now you have seen what road you must keep to, and how, that is, with perseverance. Only thus will you drink, for perseverance is the virtue that receives glory and the crown of victory in me, life everlasting. There's another two-for-one special. You're getting like a two-for-one special here. He's also talking about perseverance. So within peace, you're also required to have perseverance. You will not gain peace unless you persevere. That's another thing God is saying to Catherine. And as I said in my last episode, peace is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. You're only going to stay in union 
with the Holy Spirit and having the help of the Holy Spirit if you persevere. As God says to Catherine about sticking with Jesus, you have to persevere no matter what happens. And contrary things are going to happen. Bad things, things that will make you want to turn back are going to happen. But you have to remember that thirst you have. You have to remember how the only way you're going to get that thirst satisfied is by coming to the fountain of living water that is created by Jesus uniting divinity with humanity. He is in union with the Father, and when you are in union with him, you are also in union with the Father. And you will receive the Holy Spirit, and that gift, that fruit, that virtue of peace. You have to persevere. Have to persevere in order to have it. Okay? It might sound kind of contrary, because perseverance maybe sounds like fighting, and we don't associate fighting with peace. But this is what God's saying. Only thus will you drink, for perseverance is the virtue that receives glory and the crown of victory in me, life everlasting. That's the only way you will have it. You must persevere. And persevering is is a way of fighting, not so much fighting a war with those outside as it is fighting a war with your own selfishness, with your own desire to uh, have comfort and to avoid things that are uncomfortable and difficult. So as long as you persevere and you ask for that help and you stick close to Jesus, you can drink from that fountain, that living water. You can be united with God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and you can have that peace. And I pray very sincerely that all of my listeners will do so, and that you will have that peace, because I know you're thirsty. I know you're human. You're just like me. You suffer, and you are thirsty. So come, please. Come to the fountain of living water and drink. Be refreshed. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening. Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs>